with no storage space of any description. And you've got so that's what they needed it rolls for. of toilet paper. And that's where the zombie actually comes from because it's non-human anymore. It is dead, so it's okay if you kill it. What are we in control of? We're not in control of the sun burning out. In the room with 52 Jokers Wild. Did you get your breakfast this morning, Garvin? I, oh, for God's sake, I don't even know what breakfast, what day of the week it is. Did I get breakfast? I don't get a normal breakfast anymore because of my exercise. So it's a liquid something from my daughter. Oh, no, she made me a fantastic breakfast this morning. There you go. My brain cells are going. I got nothing. Went straight to the negative space. I can only remember water. But she actually made me sourdough bread toasted with... uh, Oh, some green stuff on it. I don't know what they're... Oh, avocado, sorry. And a fried egg. It was absolutely fabulous. So there you go. Short memory. Forgot about it immediately. Given that about something, that was actually very, very good. So there you go. (laughs) And so you weren't panicked about it or anything like that? I wasn't. Well, I was panicked about my memory of last night. And I sent you a little video going, I was researching for this program today i says i better watch some ancient aliens or something to help me on the research side and it was just coming up to a spot about orson wells war of the worlds and a feckin ufo flew by my window and i was going no i'm i'm i must be i must be hallucinating i jumped i jumped up i got my phone i got it onto camera mode or video mode i i try i was on portrait george gave out about me i by the time I'd looked out the window, the thing had half gone. I caught about 20 seconds of it. And the thing about it is I was already in panic mode because I was going, it's not a plane. It's not, it's not a plane. It's not a helicopter. It's too near. But it's too far based on the size to be a drone, in my understanding. And when I zoomed in afterwards with my camera, it was a circular, shiny silver object that was going at speed and went and headed off. I was going, you couldn't write this stuff. Now, watch our video and you'll actually see it. We're going to put it up there and it's going to show 14 well, we'll seconds. We'll actually play it over. Yeah, we'll actually play it over the top of us actually talking there. So that'll actually Even that'll better. be quite but good. But I said, it was, you know. it was synchronicity. It was a fact of going, I went to panic mode. Is this the end of the world? Is, and then I thought to myself, what the hell would aliens be doing in County Kilkenny, Thomastown, at a half eleven at night? Have they feck all better to do than do a flyby of my house? So I, I think they're looking for folks to do experiments on. I, I know that uh, one um, uh, October the 31st, Halloween, We'd been driven, driving down from Belfast to home down in Uri. And as we went past the little towns as we we're going down the motorway, we could see these little objects. And we thought, well, they must be Chinese lanterns. But they were they were spaced out almost exactly the same distance, one from the other. And when I got home, I went out to the log cabin to try and do something. And as, as I looked up directly in front of me, it didn't seem to be that far. There was this big object in the sky, just a circular thing, just sitting there. There's no noise, no nothing. And I thought, hmm, I'm going to sit here and just watch it for a few moments. Do I go and try and get a camera or what should I do? And then the next thing, it just went, slipped now, off up into the sky and away. The question actually might be, where are they putting us back? As opposed to 
just doing a flyby. Have we lost any time recently? Now, we know we've done a podcast on time. I, I well, lose time all on. the time. Yeah. But, we already know this from the beginning yeah. of the actual program, that you lost some time this morning. There you go. Because you couldn't remember that your daughter had made you exactly. that Exactly. So, I mean, now I'm, when I'm in bed, no, I'm in bed at the best of times, we know there's about seven hours in there that we don't know what the hell's going on. You wake up, you, someone could have come in, took us away, put us back. The dogs wouldn't even bother barking, for God's sake, you know. So it's maybe I thought I was watching the program. Maybe I missed 10 minutes of it. Maybe they brought me to a far-flung place and far in the galaxy, done a little bit of probing of God knows what, where and when, and then brought me back because he's fecking next to you, says there's nothing in there of any interest. We'll go find someone more interesting. And, and then I catch the tail end of a, of a silver shiny object heading off into the bloody blue yonder and I do a little bit of a panic and think of Orson Welles' War of the Worlds and then back to bed and worry about it another day. Well, it's interesting because the Orson Welles thing back in 1938, it set up a massive panic because most people, when they went to listen to that show, were listening to four minutes of their favourite singer who happened to just start to sing a song that nobody liked. So they all switched over and thought they got this nice piece of music being played by an orchestra and then all of a sudden it turned into a news report of these aliens invading and they all started to go oh my god oh my god and it started to get really intense as people started to disappear on the show that they all started to panic jump into the cars and race off so they didn't get to the halfway point where Alson Wells started to talk now where they where were the they going half. I want to know you're getting in your I look out the window see a shiny object I think War of the Worlds, probably Tom Cruise, not the old one. So it's a blood, guts and gore. It's not actually just a recent one at the moment that has, I think it's Boston Scientific robot or dog running around. I go, that's, you're not impressing me. I can kick it over myself. That's not going to catch me anytime soon and kill me. So very disappointed with the particular BBC saw War of the Worlds there. Back to Tom Cruise. Yeah, I'm frightened of machines that pick me up and chuck me in the back and turn me into goo and 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 they're, they're using me for uh, petrol for their, for their particular non-carbon emission uh, friendly uh, UFO. But it's where are people going? You're already in a house. I'm in the middle of the country. I'm going. I'm getting in the car and driving down the road. I don't know where are they going. Where are people heading? Are they heading up to their bunker somewhere in the middle of a forest that they dug and prepared? I, I made one earlier, type of thing. You know, is it dooms? These doomsday uh, people that have the two years of food supply in a hole somewhere and and armed to the teeth. Well, forget about the food. What about the toilet paper? I mean, if you haven't got enough toilet paper, and when we had this epidemic, everybody ran out of toilet paper. I mean, for goodness sake, what are you going to do if you can't get your toilet paper? Well, as I said, you're back to the mats. And most people were living in high rises and they're living in, you know, 600 square foot of an apartment, you know, with no storage space of any description. And you've got so that's 400 what they rolls for. of toilet paper and you yeah. can't fit you in there. Never mind if you put this toilet paper in into the toilet... Where's it going? It's going to... But if they're, <laughs> if they're 400 feet up in one of those high-rise towers, now it makes sense that they were stitching together their toilet paper to make parachutes. No, I mean, no, the reason for the toilet paper is, is 
you're, you know, oh, excuse the French. You're going, that's the whole point. You're, you're going to be shitting yourself because it, no, no, this is not actually, I'm not talking <laughs> pandemic. I'm more talking, I'm back to UFO again. You need to get the toilet paper for the UFO bunch because you're going to need it. You're going to be worrying. You're going to be, you're, you're gonna, your innards are gone. And now in terms of the pandemic, it's, you've done a bit of shopping in the local supermarket. You're going, I don't know why we need this amount of toilet paper. It's 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 a, it's an odd one. But is this the global catastrophe go-to checklist? Is the question. Well, the other thing is that it could be that if they're by a nice big sort of mountain, that what they're doing is using the toilet paper to send messages. You know, when they roll them out and actually spell words, that the only thing you can actually see is is these messages from above where the UFOs are. I'm more concerned as a single ply or triple ply, you know. I, I don't really care about the messages. It's, it's, it's my dairy year. Is it soft it, enough on it? Have I gone for the premium brand? Am I going for Woodchip Central? You know, if I'm going to go, I want to feel as if I'm going and I'm, I'm not cutting the backside off myself in the process. So if I've bought 300, 400 of them, it's triple ply, double folded, uh, and enameled and embossed, and and it's, it's gold leaf, if at all possible. You know. Well, it's more than likely going to be the triple ply because at least that won't, when it absorbs the moisture of the ground... It won't actually disappear. It won't be absorbing the moisture of the ground. Yeah, it's going to be absorbing the whole other, excuse the French, moisture of another. We won't even go there. Look, let's we get back to global there. catastrophes. But the maybe global catastrophe is you've run out of triple ply, triple ply before, yeah. the, before the event. That, that's the problems we're thinking of at the moment. Never mind arming yourself. It's triple ply. <laughs> And a little sort of like uh, one of those little dogs on the side of it. Well, you know, I don't. Well, what 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 what's the brand now? I probably come up with the brand shortly. It's the puppy dog. It's the puppy dog uh, running around with the trail. Andrex. Andrex. He's got. Andrex, he's he's, he's, he's got a, a like one of them wrapped around his back paw, and he's running down the street. And there's about forty people chasing them because this. You know, they, Whatever they want it for, I don't know. But it's, it's we're wasting too much time on Andrex Triple Ply for global catastrophe. Sir. Unless it's not a puppy, but it's an alien. It no. could be it. It's an alien running away. This and is it. There's, him, there's many a type of global catastrophe. And, and, and like, you know, we're, we've took, we're touching on, you know, from pandemic to alien encounter. And, you know, I'm, I'm more of the, actually, if you, I'm looking forward to the alien encounter because this is the weird thing. If they're already here, they're friendly. Because if they're on the way, we're Independence Day. You know, we're we're just cannon fodder. We're just food. We're just we're just fuel. We're just ants on the planet. You know, we're of no significance or interest to them, other than we're a slave labor force. Even then, I don't know. So we're just something in the food well, chain. I re I remember there used to be. I mean, it used to be the Twilight Zone and Outer Limits. I used to watch those as a kid. Uh, but there was also these magazines that had similar sort of stories. And one of the stories was this guy going around talking to people and seeing how they responded to him. And they got on already okay. And at the end of the actual story, he was there with his mask off. He was an alien saying, it's okay, they don't realise we're here. <laughs> so that's the kind of story, which is a bit like the X-Files type thing where Mulder's trying to go out and discover, are there really aliens here? Oh, they're out and there. how long have they actually been here? No, but we're back to well, saying, we are the alien. We're the alien on the planet. Actually, if you think back... 
two um, War of the Worlds and how they were beat in the, in, the, in the Tom Cruise one, maybe in the one before, it was actually at the microscopic level. We were saved by, by the very thing that might actually be trying to kill us in a flu pandemic at the moment. It's the microscopic something is the alien in the room and is the most lethal on the planet and, and actually will be there after we're gone. And probably, you know, that's what a couple of these catastrophe headings are. Is it a bio, you know, manufactured one? Is it a naturally occurring one? Or is it actually, that's what the real alien is going to look like coming off the back of a meteor from somewhere else? Well, I think the big, the big issue here is that most human beings panic about the fact that it's going to be the end of the world. And literally every other year, there's, you know, there's, there's going to be a problem that brings about the, the end of humanity. But we've been here for what, at least 300,000 years, uh, because that's when they reckon that the first Eve was running around Africa. I know, we don't know this. No, what we have is they're saying this is the sixth extinction level event, potentially the next one. And the five meteor strikes that went before that they can show, you know, global impact or um, craters or actually it may not even be a crater it might actually be a mountain when you actually have a meteor hit it goes and buries itself underground and before they were always looking for craters and actually re what they were meant to be looking for was hills depending on the angle of impact but the dinosaurs went out with the you know, with the dinosaurs, that was possibly one meteor impact. They have they've identified multiple ones from space that would have been of a significant similar size. They've counted them up based on drilling, you know, probably up in the Antarctic or wherever it is, and said this happens at least five times based on what they're viewing. And and you know, so we could have been seeded and reseeded five or six times. Our planet might go back at that amount of time. But if we believe in one extinction level event of meteor, then by we have to follow the maths and go the other five had the same effect. So it's time that we took a SpaceX spacecraft to Mars to hopefully survive against the meteors hitting Earth. Well, maybe you're going to hit there on the way. It, it's, it's, yeah. No, this is well, interesting. <laughs> I was watching a program oh, uh, last week and was talking about this sun flare. And the sun flare is overdue. And this sun flare, if it happened, would knock out all electronics on the planet, including the internet and electricity and everything else that goes with it. And if, if, if we do survive long enough for the coolings, the cooling stations on nuclear reactors not to you know, go off and kill us that way and have a, have a nuclear winter, you know, what we will be at the most is two years without electricity and society would have already broken down. And no, they're saying, they're saying 10 years without well, electricity. That's two years, years if we yeah. were actually able to work and stay together to put it back and we hadn't turned into the zombie apocalypse try to go you know, kill each other in the meantime it's a case of that's what a civilized society working to get it back again where so so the meteor strike the sun's flare is an interesting one because it's going to happen it already has happened but there was no electrics in the past there were back in 1910 or around that time this happened well, apparently it happened uh, it happened a few years ago but what happened was that if, if you imagine there's the sun uh, the Earth was traveling around and this big flare went out, but we just happened to be here and it went that way and we just missed it. But had it had we been there where we had just come from, it would have done the, the, done damage, the damage that we're actually now so, talking about. sun flares? Now, I watched another program which got me very, very panicked. But, you know, we've got to just go there. Just, I just want to panic and worry about the fact the end of the world as we know it. But the end of the world as we know it in this particular program was they were talking about white dwarf 
white dwarfs, which is our sun is on the journey to becoming, but maybe in a couple of billion years or 10 billion years. I'm not too sure of the particular amount of billion we need to be talking. But the sun will, will turn into a white dwarf. And what this other white dwarf was doing was it was, had become a planet killer. It was eating up the planets within, within its own uh, system. And, and that's what the future of our system is. But again, it could be five, 10 billion years time. And I was going, I'm getting very, very worried that this is going to happen to me. I go, I might not be here in 100 years or 50 years, never mind 10 billion years. Then I said, the program then went on to say, don't worry, it don't panic, it'll be all all right because you won't be here for that to happen because long before that happens, the sun will actually have grown in size to consume it will you know, it'll actually build the waters off of our planet into five billion years in before it goes supernova so or turns into a white dwarf and i'm going so halfway to that timeline there'd be no life on this planet anyway because the sun would have boiled the waters and boiled the ocean so i felt relieved then not to worry about the the, the, the dwarf and and i'm still worried about you know surviving the next five billion years instead well i remember Back in uh, school, we were always told about Nostradamus and the, apparently the year 1999 would be an exciting year because that's when the third Antichrist would turn up and he'd reign for a thousand years, according to Nostradamus. And it around, it'd be around about July time. And of course, that didn't quite happen. But at that point in July of 1999, we were all panicking about the, the Y2K and whether or not all the computers were the suddenly switched The planes will drop out of the sky. You know. Planes will drop. Well, the Chinese basically sent all their scientists up in these planes so they were flying over at the time of the millennium so that if those planes did stop, they would already be in there and they'd get their comeuppance. But I remember coming along and going onto my computer and kind of going, hang on, let's just take the clock itself and switch it to uh, December the 31st, 1999, 10 o'clock at night or even 5 to 12 and see what happens and run it for five minutes and, of course, the carrot. Well, how is you, you, clicking The weird thing is, this is all about <laughs> IT consultants making money. That's what Y2K oh, was that's about. What it was, yeah. It was about that the was, big that budget. That was the apocalypse. The big well, now, again, it, it's, it's the, we have other apocalypse out there. Solar flare is one we can bank on. It's statistically going to happen the sun will also burn itself out and the planet's gone so but that won't happen for five billion years well here's the issue there because if they reckon the recession is going to hit like they're talking about the banks might not be there to bank on when those events actually occur oh, we won't worry about that we're back to ones and zeros and ai is going to you know say so, so let's work backwards from the most likely scenario of uh, global catastrophe so sun will or explode at some stage or go supernova or white dwarf whatever the hell it is so we're, we have a guaranteed end date of five to ten billion years from now now before that if that's happening halfway to that happening the sun will boil the waters off this planet so another guaranteed date statistically we know of six or five extinction events that have already happened predominantly with big meteors happened in the last couple of hundred thousand years or and or back to the last couple of million years but we reckon the last couple of hundred thousand years because we have these floods we had the right the melting of the ice caps we have so so we're, we're we're now going we're looking to see the next ten thousand years without getting a solar flare that will knock out electricity and on the planet and put us back to the stone age 
the meteors, well, if we get hit with one and then NASA won't be able to shoot a rocket into space to then put the meteor off its path and stop that Eddy event because it won't be able to see it because there'll be no internet, there'll be no electricity and there'll be back to analog in the best of times. So we're going to, if there's a meteor on the way and we'll have no protection because of the solar flare. So that's okay. We're already in the middle of the flu pandemic, but that could be manufactured or it could just be the biology doing its own thing. But between a manufactured one and a biological event, you know, if we don't kill ourselves first, you know, we won't be able to protect ourselves. So that's happening. We're in the middle of it. Don't worry, you know, so I, I, I'm looking more forward to the ET version and AI. So I'm hoping actually it's AI ET, me, in the sense of it's alien tech that's coming to do it. We're going for the double hit and they're going to inject us with a bit of biology and we go for the triptych. And that's where the nanotechnology comes into play because finally we've gone from the massive, massive great big macro to the micro cosmic part of the whole process where all these little alien robots that are sneezing all over the place because they've just caught the flu from the earth people but because they're mechanical they can just spit out different bits and pieces and they carry on trying and replicate themselves while they're sneezing and coughing and then having to go and dash to the loo to wash their hands through and they'll, for and they'll have to queue at the for the, the, Anderson, for the Andrex you know, trip to triple wipe you know sister absolutely they're not going to be happy, really, happy campers at all at all you know and the only way that they can actually escape is if they form a little Labrador puppy to run around and chase off down the down the down down to the pub, maybe if it's open because of the virus. Now the question is, I think the volcanoes. We've got about twenty volcanoes on the planet that are all of a similar Ooh. size to Yellowstone or Jelly Park. I don't know what Yellowstone Park or what is it? I keep on mixing up Yogi Bear. Park. I don't know which. Yeah. Jellystone Park or Jellystone Park. Right, but that's <laughs> so. In other words, we've got calderas up the yin yang out there as another potential to basically send us with the tsunamis to blackening out the sun and throwing us back to a bit of a nuclear winter going on. And also, if that happens, the temperatures will rise and the, and the sea levels will rise. And so we're, we're, we're all, anywhere you look out there, it's, it's, it's volcano. If you want to look down, it's, if you want to look up, it's a meteor. If you want to look a little bit further, it's the nearest star. If you want to look beyond the stars, there's a couple of aliens on the way. If, and, you know, and if you want to look at home, it's ourselves with a little bit of nuclear something going on with AI as the major threat to basically sort of turn the on switch off on us on ourselves so it, the only one that's not really in there which is the, the film-esque one which is a little bit of a further reach in the scheme of things is the zombie apocalypse well the zombies i was thinking about the zombies earlier on is that the way that uh, you encourage people to go out and shoot and kill and all that kind of stuff is if you vilify or dehumanize the enemy and that's where the zombie actually comes from because it's non-human anymore. It is dead, so it's okay if you kill it because you're not really killing it. It's already dead kind of thing. So you don't have to take on all the guilt of actually shooting the zombie and just have the fun of shooting the zombie, which is really what it's all about. But most of those are mainly coming from game ideas. Now, the biggest, the biggest problem that could be the apocalyptic idea or the panic that we may have within ourselves is to discover that we're really not real but that we're ourselves just an artificial 
piece of intelligence. We're as likely are we? We are the same reality thing. We're we we're the, the segment of some other aliens' imagination. No, we're a game. But I mean, there must be some boring, bloody game if there's a bunch, a, a fair few million players out there like Ready Player One, all controlling the likes of us. No, or no, we're no, we're probably those little robots. The, we're, we're the AI in the system. We're the AI. That's the gas thing. That, that's it. We're the AI, and we're going off on our patterns of our own. But they're playing the bigger global game because what's going on is the four horsemen of the apocalypse of pestilence and zombies and, and kingdoms. So, though I, I'm not too sure the names out there, but it's like the kingdoms game. So you build your kingdoms, you have your, your continents, you set them at war, and you have your economies going up and down. So there's a, there's a global game being played by aliens elsewhere and we're the bots we're the ai bots running around on the planet affecting the gameplay to a certain level because we can vote and we can affect it now that sounds really really sophisticated i actually do think personally that it's homer simpson sitting at the nuclear power plant twiddling his thumbs playing on his mobile phone all these virtual reality games that we're actually being controlled by homer simpson there's a thought. No, I don't know. I don't, I wouldn't think that. I can't see a two dimensional animation type character playing a three, four dimensional game, you know, with, 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 with basically like with the Atari, the original Atari, one joystick and one button to, to basically control what effectively is 7 billion people on the planet moving in a you know, random, what seemingly random patterns, but there probably is logic to the patterns. So, no, I, I don't go there. I'm not happy with it. I, I, you need, I you need to raise your game <laughs> no i think i think what it is is that the fifth dimension is where we are actually looking and then the fourth direction dimension then there's the third dimension then it logically goes to the two we actually we always think that the two dimension is actually not as smart as us because we're in 3d and 4d but in reality it's probably the 1d and possibly the 0D that are actually controlling us because they're more intelligent because we actually don't think that they're significant enough to be able to control us. No, but I'm, I'm trying to think about back to the apocalypses and go, I'm like, I'm a warrior the best of times, you know, and here we are trying to go on a transformational journey of change. And if you start going, thinking about these, bad enough the chatterbox in there and all the worries I could possibly have, and now you've given me a list of 10 global catastrophe type events all of which have a different levels okay zombie might be low on the on the list there but the other nine are all probably have great high probability statistical calculation capability most of them have already happened before from the spanish flus to to, to like the loss of atlantis and and the, and the melting of the ice caps to to meteors hitting and dinosaurs disappearing and going and even the alien ones i mean we've lots of proof of potential aliens is left right and center so i'm going i just want to get you know the next 20 years and and enjoy eating my cornflakes and spend some time with the kids and maybe get a couple of quid and 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 go on another holiday abroad and god god knows when that's going to happen again and and okay will i go out next week buy myself a gun start digging this our trench start you know stacking up an andrex toilet paper and and then hopefully get some uh, what's antibiotics and antiviral drugs stored as well and and take a couple of classes in uh, marksmanship or what are you going to do for to help and prevent are we going to become these doomsday people what are they, what are they called in america now the dooms not doomsmongers but no, doomsday yeah, yeah. Um, planners or type of thing uh well 
Oh, I forgot what their name is now because yeah, it's it's not they're they're not doomsday. They're uh, were they protectionist? Are they prote not protectionist? Um, I can't remember. Don't name, worry, actually. we know they're people. No, no. They're preppers. Doomsday, that, uh, doomsday preppers. That's a program. Preppers. There you go. That's a program. That's a two days preppers. Are yeah, you yeah. are you a doomsday prepper? Are you going to be a doomsday no, prepper? Are you going to roll the I dice? I don't think so. No, I. I think uh, my wife was saying that um, the best place to be if there's a nuclear war going to happen is to be directly at ground zero because you won't know. You won't have to suffer from all the radiation that goes on after. Well, you said you're, you're, si you're signed up to you want to be dead before you start and you won't even know it. As opposed to if there's a nuclear winter and you might get two more years and living on tins of beans and, and, what, and, and whatever else you're going... Do you want the extra year? And it might be it's inside. Well, it's probably more, no differences well, I, at the moment. I, I think we have to get back to the what we've been discussing before, which is really that we don't need to worry about the future, especially if it's 10 million years ahead or 10 billion years ahead. We don't need to worry about the past where we know that a lot of things... Well, we need to use the past as a kind of reference point, but mainly what we need to do is think about what's going to happen now. And most of the things that uh, I've discovered through life, never as bad as you thought they were going to be, our imagination creates more and more fears and puts us into panic, and we start to imagine the apocalypse is about and to And now happen. you're going, we're back to go. What are we in control of? We're not in control of the sun burning out. We're not in control of a supernova. We're not in control of a meteor. NASA might think he can shoot one out, like, out, 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 like they've got some sort of prep for possibly shooting one out or deflect more deflecting it, or might split it in two and cause double the problem, or, or, or send Bruce Willis or whoever is into space and sort it afterwards. But what it is, is we've, we personally, unless we go off and get a job on NASA, have no control. Uh, like, uh, your, what's his name now in SpaceX? Might have a little bit more control, but in general, we've got control of what's about the bottom of the road. We've got, we've got control of what we can do in the now. And don't worry about, as you said, it's back to be realistic. Don't worry about what you can't control. Be aware of it. If there's something you can do about, you know, maybe, you know, be aware enough to think about it, to do what you can do, but get back into the now and go, what's realistic, what's controllable, what can you do something about? And in the absence of that type of rubbish, enjoy the now again. We're back to what are you going to do this week? That's and the other thing is if 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 uh, I mean most people put things off and thinking that oh that's way off into the distance I don't need to worry about it. We are all going to reach a certain point where tomorrow is the last day for us individually and if it could be the last day for me but it might not be for Garvin. That's another thing. But the, what you then have to start to think is if we have a limited amount of time how do we best use that time that we have available so that we can feel as though we've had an enriched life? And that becomes a more, because we can control those things. We don't need to worry and be anxious about things that we can't control. And even on the smaller things where we feel as though we're not in control of stuff at work, then we shouldn't let that bother us either. We should just realize that we have certain things we can do and there are certain things out of our control. And if we can make the most of our lives, that's going to be the best plan that we can do. Now, I, one thing has come to mind there, and it's, I think it's, it's, it's a couple of lyrics from a song, and it's what it says is, it's the end of the world as we know it, and I feel fine. And that's me gone. Do what it says on the tin and follow and share.